0: G'day everyone and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap, brought to you by Crowcast of course. Very, very disappointing today. I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about so without any further ado let's crack straight in. G'day everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Rap Show, brought to you by Crowcast, of course. Just put myself into the center of the screen. Uh, not a very happy day uh, in Crowland, unfortunately. A very promising start, and then it just all went to shit, basically. So, uh, which is very disappointing. Uh, so, never mind. Uh, we move on, and joining me tonight, as usual, to talk all about it, is MACA. How hey, going, Mac?
1: Very good thanks, mate. Uh, except for the footy, of course. But, you know, we live yeah. on. We have to live on.
0: Yeah, we do, but it uh, doesn't mean we have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's true.
1: Oh, goodness me. It was a struggle, wasn't it? It was a real struggle. It was. I think the thing that really hurt was the part that it was a game we could have won, and perhaps yeah. even should have won, but we found a way not to win.
0: Yes, Indeed. And-
1: uh, and that, that, to me, was the most disappointing part of it all, really. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about individuals later because there were a couple of individuals in particular who helped make that situation. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it was a game that we probably let slip.
0: Yeah. Oh, d- without a doubt. Look, uh, before we move into it, uh, g'day to everyone who's joined us on Discord uh, after the bye round. And... Uh, a bit of a, a misfire with uh, Tuesday Night Live last Tuesday. Um, we'll be back this Tuesday, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, good day to everyone uh, also on YouTube and also anyone who's watching on Twitch as well. Uh, great to have you on board. Great also, uh, Macca, we've had uh, a few new patrons uh, this week uh, as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, great to see, so thanks to all of those people who support us on Patreon, if you want to support us on Patreon just go to patreon.com forward slash for Crowcast and uh, every little contribution is very much appreciated right Mac um, I didn't even get a chance to bloody um, set up my little screen for uh, for Mac's 15 minutes of fame tonight, so we're going to have to wing it a little bit tonight but that's
1: gonna, all right. We're going
0: We're sure, going to we can do that. I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll work it out. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right. Mac, your 15 minutes of fame starts now. <laughs> and uh, on Thursday night, we had uh, Brisbane convincing winners over the Cats 13 16 94 to Geelong 7 8 50, a margin there of 44 points. Uh, Geelong falling from their previous win.
1: Well, you know, if you watch the way they beat the Dogs last week, and then watch their performance against Brisbane this week, you'd, you'd say, these, "Is this the same side?" Because uh, yeah. Brisbane jumped jumped them in the first quarter, and uh, actually yeah. won every quarter after that. So it was a pretty poor performance by Geelong. Uh, Zorko was outstanding for. Brisbane and deal uh, we've got a nasty blow on his shoulder in the first quarter and I think he might have even popped it, not sure. And he came back and he actually found his form in the second half. And uh, uh, for Geelong, the big three up forward, uh, well, they, didn't, they weren't the big three. They, just, they got two goals between them. Um, and it, look, it just was Brisbane all night and Geelong no chance. And uh, I don't know, you know, when you think about who's going to win the flag, well, last week we thought Geelong looked like a team that could. And this week they looked like a team that couldn't. And, bit, uh, bit, yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see
0: bit, up. Isn't it? Opening up a bit. Yeah, this- uh, Brisbane look pretty good when they're on song. Uh, they uh, they share the ball around and they've got a good mix up forward. Um, I don't like the look of them. Uh, I think they're a bit vulnerable sometimes down back, but uh, when they get it going up forward, it's uh,
1: it's really good. Yeah, I think that's good. a uh, good summation of it, Fiennes.
0: Yep, now Friday night, uh, St Kilda 9862 to the hapless Tigers. The hapless Tigers. Now, we've been waiting for the Tigers just to, you know, kick it up a gear, Macker, and uh, just, you know, uh, show us what they're made of. Uh, Is this a signal that maybe they're not
1: on song and this isn't their year? Yeah, look, I was talking to uh, Mrs Macca about this and, you you know, you wonder whether the Hardwick, uh, business uh, off the field has got any effect on on the field and because uh, this is, doesn't seem like a very cohesive team at all the way it played not, um, right not uh, the Saints actually pants them absolutely yep. pants them yeah and uh, Ryder Marshall dominated the rucks um, uh, you know they, they, they just Richmond just couldn't get hold of the ball Um and, you know, the midfield, uh, well, they uh, they absolutely dominated the midfield. The Saints did. You know, the guy Dunstan that we the, the bloody AFL wouldn't let us trade. <laughs> <laughs> he, played yeah, he had a absolute, bit of a game, didn't he? A boomer, absolute boomer. I think he had bit 37 of them. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Steele, he's, he's always good. And Crouch had a good game for him as well in the midfield. So uh, what could have been for us and what was for us? So they both did very well. And then for Richmond, well, all they got out of really was injuries. That Boulder did a knee, and um, yeah. one of the other guys, he did his ankle, broad. So, uh, no, look, if they're still a V8, they're only firing on three cylinders, and you got to wonder, are they only a six-cylinder team now?
0: Well, you know, it's still a bit a bit to go, but they're, like, they're, they're back in the pack now in terms of fighting for that last eight spot, so uh, they're not going to have it all their own way, and certainly if they make finals... You're going to be doing it the hard way. So uh, anyway, let's push on. Uh, Fremantle had a good win over Collingwood, fourteen seven ninety one. Fremantle by twelve points over Collingwood, twelve
1: seven seventy nine. Yep. Well, welcome to coaching, Robert Harvey, with a loss. Um, yeah. Very competitive game, and at times you'd think that uh, Collingwood were going to get uh, run over, Freo. But you've got a hand it the Freo, no five, and uh, uh, yeah. to some to some degree. Uh, a bunch of no names, and that's not quite true. They've got some good names, but there's a lot of young players there that a lot of people don't know a lot about. But they do have a crack, and that's I think I think there's a difference. The uh, the ruck duel was interesting because Grundy's have been the dominant ruckman for a very long time now. But yep. that Darcy, he's going to be a good uh, ruckman in the long term. Thing he he gave uh, Grundy a very good challenge in the centre. Um, and yeah, uh, look. <laughs> Really, they both teams really playing for pride, and uh, Frio can be very proud of their their performance. They were too agreed, good.
0: Agreed, Mac. Agreed. Hundred uh, percent was a good win. Um, now, uh, speaking of teams in the doldrums, oh, North Melbourne nine eighteen seventy two beating Gold Coast Suns nine nine sixty three by nine points.
1: Oh, well, I can don't say it. I have it. to say, don't say it. We say it every week. <laughs> no i was about to say i had the pleasure of not seeing the game yeah um thank god um and mean we do say it every week but you know the bottom team beating the sun says it all really about where they are at and i just wanted to quote two players that uh Lacocia's 14 disposals ranking seven yeah uh they went at two and three if you wanted to trade for them and you wanted to pay a fair price what would you pay for them now think um
0: probably eight. Late first round for Lukosius, I wouldn't pay any more than a high second rounder for Rankin.
1: Yeah, well, they've, they've slipped at least down to that level, and uh, if they keep playing, then they'll probably slip further. Because, I mean, it's Lukosius is in his third year. He should be booming. But anyhow, yep. enough of them. Well, given his, billing,
0: given his billing, he should be booming. You're absolutely right, Mac. Um, there's yep. no reason why... Um, why he shouldn't be really taking the uh, the competition by storm, and you know that you know we 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 rubbish Gold Coast, um, but they draft these kids in good faith, and whether I mean we discussed this last week, whether it's a development issue or whether it's facilities or whether it's resources, who knows? But they just keep through burning through top draft picks, high draft picks, and until they work out why that is. Um, then they're going to continue to be middle of the road. Uh, they've got some quality talent in there, um, but they're killing kids' careers, and those kids just aren't thriving in that environment.
1: No, the kind of thing is you said there, that the middle of the road, they're not even that thing. They're less than middle of the road. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing enough of them, really, because it's, we can only say the same thing every week, that they are uh, career killers, really. Yep. Very
0: true, very true, Mac. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, all right, uh, Port Adelaide, unconvincing in the end. Ten points over Sydney. Twelve nine eighty one to Sydney ten eleven seventy one. Uh, should have won by more. Port uh, and yes, they've now beaten a top eight side, but uh, certainly the worst of the top eight teams. You or maybe Richmond might argue with that, but certainly uh, not convincing by any stretch by the power.
1: No, and, uh, as, you know, they, the shower of rain came, and I said to Mrs Mack, "We'll be the closest some of these, their supports have got to a shower in a long time, I would think, but uh, <laughs> they, 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 had, <laughs> they had a bit of a struggle <laughs> on their hand. The, Sydney were very, very honest as usual, and, um, in fact, even hit the front with a few minutes to go. But, um, no, Port, I will say this, that the, they do try very hard. I just don't think they've got class. Uh, um, they they're good enough to beat the lesser teams, and because I'm pretty even got, around. The, I think they've got class,
0: Macca. Eh? Uh, I think that uh, Connor Rosey, of Rosey's class. Travis Spoke I'd still call a classy player. Um, you know, they've uh, yes, they've got a couple, you know, missing and all the rest of it, uh, as any other team has. I don't think they lack class. I th- I think they lack cohesion.
1: Yeah, well, I, I just think that you know just, there are a couple of weaknesses in their side. They're not the, they're not the complete side. That's what I'm really getting at. Um, I mean, Wine's Wine's is a good player. Boat's a good player. Dixon uh, had probably one of his best games for the year. Um, but uh, yeah, they they still rely on a few to to do it all. I think. Um, look, I will say this: they do they they will fight on, but I cannot possibly see the winning and flag. I just can't. You know, they've got this thing that they're going to win three flags in five years. Uh, If they said three flags in five decades, they might get closer to it.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think they're close either. Um, The Essendon Football Club, if they haven't sent a please explain to the umpiring department, (laughs) I don't know what's going to stop them because uh, they got absolutely by the umpires against Melbourne. Melbourne getting up by 11 points in the end 9.14.68 uh, to Essendon, 8 goals, 9.57. Um, but gee whiz, Macker, as, as a neutral uh, watcher, watching that game with no skin in the game, by goodness, Essendon got destroyed by the umpires.
1: Well, I have to agree with you. Um, I just thought it was just me thinking that um, because I. You know, they've got beaten by 11 points, but I reckon the umpiring decisions were worth far more than that. The, there isn't, and, yeah, I mean, the crowd went berserk as they went off the, after the game at the umpires, right to the very last second as they disappeared down their rabbit hole. Um, and they, they they were terrible. If it was doubtful, it went to Melbourne, and even if it wasn't there, it went to Melbourne. I just thought they got a, a lousy go. And I do enjoy watching Essendon play because they do play with a lot of flair, a lot of dash. They have a crack. Um, and one thing I do like watching about him is Merritt. Uh, I think he is a beautiful player to watch. 41 disposals, and, and nearly every one of those finds a teammate or sets up an attack or gets them out of trouble. He's just a brilliant player to watch. And, uh, yeah. and they've got they've got other good players as well. I just enjoy watching them, and, and uh, it was a pity they didn't win.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, what do you reckon, uh, Mac? Melbourne better or worse with
1: Viney in the side? I thought they were worse with him in the side, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's why I asked the question. I I, I thought that he'd made them look less dynamic in the midfield, um, to be honest with you.
1: And that's exactly why you're right, is because um, Petrarch in, in particular, when he's got in his hand, he's a burst player, and then things happen. Oliver, he's, he's so persistent, and he just keeps working and makes things happen. Um Whereas Viney, you know, he gets and he just slows the game down a bit, and uh, uh Mac, Mac Crouch like, yes, yeah, yeah, rather like that. That would be yep. a very good example. So yep. I, I would think they were better off without him actually.
0: Yeah. Um, Miley having a fair old whinge in the bloody chat there. Um, Miley, the speaker should be working, so I don't know whether maybe you've got uh, a slow connection or something. Um, but uh, you can certainly move to YouTube and chat there or hop into Discord and, oh, you're in Discord, Um, but uh, yeah, if the problems persist, uh, send me a DM afterwards, we might be able to chat about it. Um, Now, Mac, Hawthorne doing us a bit of a favour. Giants look to be all over that early, but uh, Hawthorne in the end by 18 points, 13-12-90 to 11-6-72.
1: Yeah, we talk about problems with the Gold Coast, and I think GWS are a little bit the same in the sense they've got... I, I really don't think that their coaches gets the best out of them. They played very good football in the first quarter and it really looked like how, how far it was going to be for the game. But after quarter time, uh, GWS, GWS did not uh, increase their efforts at all. They sort of just stayed at the same plateau mm. and Hawthorne lifted dramatically mm. and all of a sudden it was a competition... Uh, with Hawthorne wrestling uh, their ascendancy, and GWS really didn't fight back very well. That's something I didn't like about them at all. Um, Agreed. uh, Hawthorne, they've got a couple of good players coming through, young players. One that really stood out for me was Will Day, who's a South Australian boy. Mm. Um, He was very good for Hawthorne. I'd love to get him back for us. And they Also, their first-round draft pick made his uh, debut, Denver granger Barat. We haven't got any double-barrel names, have we? Uh, um, made his debut.
0: No, don't think so.
1: No, I don't think we have. They made, made his debut. and I, He showed that he'll be up to it. And, um, look, over, overall... Um, Paul Turnover Seedsman. Be pun? Paul Turnover
0: Seedsman? Is that a name?
1: Uh, we'll come that one soon. you uh, <laughs> <he'll> get... <laughs> um, he... Yeah, a bit of a sniper with <laughs> these, um, but with all the, no look, I don't know. I, I, they're not that great a side, but look, they won the game, and uh, GWS had a lot on the line. They had a position in the eight, waiting for them, just waiting for them. Yeah, they still couldn't do it. Couldn't yep. do it.
0: Yeah, and that's the point, Mac. The fact that the Giants had it, had it all to play for, all to play for. Uh, Richmond gave them an opening. Uh, Sydney gave them an opening and they snuffed it. Absolutely snuffed yep. it.
1: They did. Um,
0: you know, in fact, Richmond are very lucky with Essendon and uh, the Giants both losing on the weekend. Um, now, uh, Western Bulldogs convincingly over uh, West Coast uh, by 55 points in the end. 13, 20, 98, Could have been a lot more. 6, 7, 43 to West Coast. Um, I didn't see the game, but it sounds like uh, one that West Coast just might want to throw away?
1: Well, West Coast aren't that good feed, And uh, I have to be honest and say I had one bet on the football for the weekend and I backed the dogs because uh, I thought they would, be, they would be far too good for, for uh, West Coast. I didn't have the courage to go. Uh, I thought at one stage of going over the 10-goal mark, which had a very nice payout on it, but I didn't have the courage. I just settled for the win because I knew that would happen. I was that yeah. that positive. Because I don't think West Coast have got that much fighting resistance in them. When in and they and they're not going to play any particular role in the finals, even if they are in the finals, they're not going to they they're going not going to win it. No.
0: Yeah, agreed, Mac. I agree with that. It's uh, average, average at the moment. Uh, going on here, we've got some music going. Uh, average at the moment by um, West Coast. They just don't look like it at all. Um, no, well, I, I feel well, like I feel like they're. Um, oh, how can I put this? I feel like that they're, they're having trouble getting up for for games that they don't necessarily. It's not that I don't need to win them, but I don't know. Just must be very frustrating uh, they don't, to coach them at the moment.
1: I don't think they fire against the big boys at all, and the big boys. When you have a look at their record, I'm not sure that they've beaten a good side this year either. They may have, but uh, they failed very badly against some of them. Yeah, true.
0: All right, let's uh, have a look at the ladder quickly. Um, uh, so we have, the uh, top eight, we have Melbourne now uh, on 48 points, uh, Western Bulldogs on 44, both teams clear. Uh, Brisbane and Ports, uh, along with Geelong, Uh, On 40 points, Brisbane have poured in the forge along just outside with inferior percentage. Uh, The Swans hanging in there on 32 points with the Eagles, neither looking convincing as we mentioned. Richmond looking even less convincing at the moment on 28 points. Uh, Then we have outside of the eight, we also have Fremantle on 28 points, just sneaking up. Just sneaking up. What?
1: Uh, Fremantle? Well, you know, nobody rates them and uh, I'm one of those people that never rated them. Uh, Wouldn't it be ironic if they ended up in the eight?
0: It would be quite ironic. Um, uh, The Giants on 26 points, Essendon and St Kilda on 24 points. Carlton now above Adelaide on 20 points. Adelaide also on 20 points. Collingwood on 16 points with the Suns and Hawthorne and North Melbourne now on 10 points. So we're only a game out of pick two, Mac. So today was an excellent result for us. Uh, (laughs) An excellent result for us because uh, Collingwood, the Suns and the Hawks keep winning and uh, we'll be down there for pick two and just maybe we might be able to do something with young Mr Horn. Mac has gone away all right uh don't forget everyone in the discord chat mate you might have to uh either plug something in or restart or do something uh but you've disappeared there mate for a minute um but uh don't forget anyone in the discord chat if you want to have your say uh about today's game or anything else that we're talking about um then please just get in the live studio audience there we have 14 in there which is fantastic um and uh uh, all you need to do is click on the little hand icon at the bottom of the screen and when I see it, I'll bring you in and you can have a chat. Mackie, you back? Mackie, you might have to... Uh, I don't know what you're doing there, but you might have to get out and come back in. All right. Uh, so while we just wait for Macca, why don't we just tee up the Adelaide game because it was a bit of a chamozzle the Adelaide game, I've got to admit. Um, very disappointing in the end after a very promising start. Uh, Adelaide 10 goals, 13 73, going down by 10 points in the end. Uh, too little too late from the Crows. Uh, and Carlton getting up over the line 12 11 83, 10 points there. Um, now I don't know what people in the chat think about the game, but I felt Particularly aggrieved that the momentum killer for the game, uh, notwithstanding what might have happened in the second half, but the momentum killer for the game was our senior players making silly skill errors at critical moments when we had momentum, and we could have actually gone in at quarter time about four or five goals up with Carlton not even scoring, uh, and as it turned out, uh, that was... Not the way it ended up. A quarter time, Carlton went in with a little bit of a uh, little bit of momentum, and uh, as a consequence, uh, they were able to get up over the line in the end. So, um, I don't know how you guys feel on chat, and if anyone's on chat that wants to just fill the void here while Mac is organising himself. Oh, you're back, mate. I was just saying that. Yep. Um, in my opinion, uh, the momentum killer was. Um, some bad mistakes by senior players in the, at the end of that first quarter.
1: Well, there, there were uh, some shockers there, actually. But not just in the first quarter, though. There, we made some pretty bad errors all through the game. I mean, Young McHenry, for example... No, but it... Let, I,
0: I, I, no, I, they did, absolutely. But they're kids, right? This was when we were in front, when we had control of the game in the first quarter, Macca, and... An errant handball by Sloane, uh, a, a missed easy mark by Luke Brown, a couple of other missed uh, handballs, and all of a sudden, Colton are back in the game.
1: Sloan. Yeah, Sloane did a couple of baddies. Yep. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, I can't argue with that. Sloan, Sloan did, I can think about two handballs that Sloane did that were pretty bad. Um, his usage of the ball was pretty poor in the first quarter. I thought he got a little bit better as the game went on, but... Uh, yeah, look, we we really should have had a very good lead at quarter time and
0: uh, we could have been four then... or five
1: goals up and they could have been goalless and almost
0: scoreless at quarter time. Matt What a difference that would have made.
1: Well, massive difference, you know, that's the difference between winning and losing, isn't it?
0: You know, instead of that, instead of that we're uh, a goal up and they've got all the momentum and they go on and kick eight goals four in the second quarter to our three goals. And we can't stop them.
1: That, yeah, look, that second quarter was probably as bad a quarter as we played for a very long time because we went back to all of our bad habits in that second quarter. Um, every time we got the ball in the second quarter and uh, we went forward, say we got the ball about around about half-back or a little bit close to the centre, we were kicking it high there and as we've always said landing it just yep. over the centre and around the half-forward where the ball just gets swept straight back over your head again and uh, yep. we just did that countless times in that second quarter. And instead of also, um, in that second quarter, Carlton's forward line spread beautifully. Whereas yep. when we look at when we went forward, there's a clump. So, you know, just every bad thing I can think of that we do wrong, we did in that second quarter.
0: Yeah, it was a uncoordinated mess, and our midfield stopped running, and our half forward line stopped defending, and they just kept bouncing it out, bouncing it out, and we just gave them the corridor time and time and time again. And, you know, Geordie Butts had a bit of a shocker. But I'll tell you what, Harry Mackay and a few others got it on a plate in that second quarter. And when you've got when you've got uh, an opposition midfield running the ball like they were, without much pressure, you've got no hope as a defender.
1: No, I, got, I don't hold anything against Geordie Butts for those uh, Harry Mackay positions because that ball was being delivered to him on a plate because there was no yep. p- pressure on the people delivering the ball. Um, so, you know, I think Butts... He, but whoever you put there they're not going to stop that no
0: um, now just speaking of which let's have a look at player lineups because of course that's what we do to start off this discussion um, Mac what do you think
1: of selection um it wasn't horrible it wasn't horrible um <coughs> pardon me it was it was about what I expected they would do
0: Well, I thought they made an error. Every time we've gone in with one tool in defence, we've lost. And again, we hung Geordie Butts out. We had no alternatives with Geordie Butts. You know, uh, we had no one really that we could swing back on McKay. Um, I thought um,
1: Murray should have been retained. Um, Actually, I actually... I I didn't think about that. That probably was a weakness, yep.
0: Yeah, but and as I said in the game day chat, there's two. two the knock-on effect of that is that it actually kills Tom Duday's output. It takes away his weapon, right? Um, you know, and the thing with Murray is, you know, he's unfashionable, and uh, you know, he's a bit hot and cold. He's also a, a, a new player into the system, but it'll give you a bit of effort, and he's not bad overhead. And you know, if we'd had Murray in that in that side. What else could we have done apart from actually changing it up on, on McKay? We could have also swung Murray forward to give Tilthorpe a bit of a chop-out because he was getting destroyed by um, a very good defender in Liam Jones. And sending Murray down there and giving Riley a bit of a break might have just broken it up a little bit, but we had absolutely no flexibility with our side um, because we went in with one key position defender. and. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. You just cannot go in at the moment the way our, our side's made up. You cannot go in with Jake Kelly and Tom Duday having to be nullifying defenders.
1: Well, that's a very good point. Actually, I hadn't really thought about it deeply as you have there because um, that when you made the point about uh, it affects Tom Duday's game, and it did... It did. It, it, instead of him floating across as an intercept, he's having to mind a man all the time. So it's an excellent point you raised there, Fiend. And I, I have to concede that you're right. The other thing, too, is that uh, I also thought that during the game, they made a very, very big mistake in leaving Phil Thorpe to be crucified by Jones all game. I, I would have actually brought Phil Thorpe up onto a wing. and uh, I just think they would have. Do you, know, do you know what,
0: Mac? I, I don't disagree with you, and I think at times I think they try to chuck him into the rack. but I reckon um, Liam Jones had one job, and that was to keep, teach the kid a lesson, and I don't I don't think they would have cared where Riley played. And see, this is my point. If you've moved Riley up to a wing and replaced him with a Nick Murray, then all of a sudden, Carlton have got to make a decision. Does Liam Jones stay back on the tall? Or does he follow Riley Tilthorpe? But because we couldn't actually push Riley out without going smaller in defence in our forward fifty, it wouldn't have made any difference to Carlton if they put if we pushed Riley up, they, they would have just pushed Liam Jones up.
1: I don't think they would have put him out onto the wing though, Fiend, because that's very foreign territory for him. Yeah, uh, so I, I think if we actually moved a small up there forward and put Riley onto the wing. And then have the smalls running around and spreading wide, it would have uh I think it would have worked for us and it certainly didn't work the was, way we were doing it because it's certainly
0: worth a try, you're absolutely right.
1: Because James, that that Jones, that's one of the biggest pantsing I've seen a forward get. Jones is a very good player and a oh. strong overhead mark. And, and he would
0: very, uh, with... very underrated, but also of the the right build... For, for Riley, Riley, someone's got to get into Riley's brain and say sit and tell him to start attacking the ball in the air. He's great at ground level. He, another amazing pickup. I think it was in the third quarter, right off his shoelaces. It was just ridiculous. Um, but in the air, he's feeling for the body and he's trying to actually um, body work. And what he needs to do is just get it in front of his opponent and use his reach. Um, he's not doing that at the moment. He's, he's lacking a little bit in confidence in that regard. Um, and someone needs to get into his head and just say,
1: look, mate, just take the ball. Um, yeah, but- I, that's a very good point because he he was actually also trying to stand there bodying him at times too. And because yes. that, that, James is just so good just just leaning into with his chest and just then taking the mark behind him. Uh, no, look, he, he had, look, Phil Thorpe's only played about, I don't know what, seven or eight oh, games. No. So, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not having a crack at Riley. He's got to learn.
1: Um, they, we're just talking about observations. Um, yeah, and, 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 and look, it, it would, that's probably the worst panting he's going to get. And yeah. uh, uh, look, and he will learn from that. I'm sure he'll learn from it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I would expect him probably expect to play a good game. Yeah, but you know, yep. it was It's probably it's probably a good thing overall. We lost the game, and it's a very probably a good thing overall for Phil thought that he had such a, a bit of a hiding because uh, I think you know, like from the point of view of winning games, I don't, I don't think we're going to win many more games, Fiend. I've gone through that, and I can only see us winning possibly well, another two.
0: Let's talk about that and, later.
1: Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, but um, the, the loss is not that. What I'm really saying, the loss, while it hurts because of the way we could have won and and didn't. In the end, I mean look at the big overall picture it isn 't that that massive
0: oh no no, no i I agree, and the good thing from riley 's point of view is that he that he fought on you know he he played a bit in the ruck uh, later in the game, he got up the ground a bit, um, you know he kept putting himself in the frame he didn 't drop his bundle, and he showed a bit of annoyance and aggression and uh I just think as I said, I just think someone needs to get into his head and just uh, get him running at the football when it's coming in high. It's not helped, though, Mac, by the continued terrible form of Shane McAdam. Um, I, th- I think Shane McAdam has been gifted games over the last month. Um, I don't think he's shown anything um, for a long time in this side. Uh, and yes, we haven't had a lot of um, alternatives, um, but uh, the young Lucky Gallant had another good game in the SANFL. Um, and uh, I would be almost thinking maybe uh, we need to not so much reward Gallant for a good start to his career in the SANFL, but punish Shane McAdam for just continually not being up to scratch.
1: Yeah, the other thing too, which is, it uh, says a lot, uh, you know, I thought Young Roe was probably the best of the smalls, um, and, uh, you know, um, that McAdam has been... Mc- I mean, mccam has got more class and more skills, but he doesn't seem to have great desire. Does he, though, no, Matt, no real... Does
0: it? Do, let, let's just analyse this a bit. Does he have great skills? I don't think he does. His, ta- his tackling technique is terrible. He's a, he's a flaky shot for goal. Um, he absolutely burnt Riley Tilthorpe in the third quarter when Riley Tilthorpe had run two-thirds of the length of the ground to be involved in a contest, and... Uh, McAdam looked at him and then just and he was Riley was in the clear about forty out. Yes, it was an angle, but instead he tried to kick it to a two on
1: one um, further down. Right.
0: Uh, like just bad, 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 bad.
1: Well, I remember that instant very clearly, and if I was a coach, I would have taken him off and got a whip out and just flogged him for that because <laughs> I don't think I you mean, could that do was that shocking. anymore. I don't think you could do that anymore, Mac. Maybe in the sixties. No you in the him change behind, rooms take him down the change room into one of the private rooms to give him a flogging and send him back out i mean That's, seriously that was that was shocking uh that particular incident because we've got a lad who 's you know, battling trying to get some form up and, exactly uh, he, exactly and it, and he's, he's made the perfect move yep. and and he did actually look at him, he looked at him and yeah, no, nah, and then he just kicked it blindly forward i thought yep. you oh, i can 't say what I thought. <laughs>
0: Matty James in the in the YouTube chat makes a good suggestion. Davis for McAdam. Uh, Benny Davis has been working hard in the twos, uh, playing mostly wing and half back. Uh, but I wouldn't mind it. I, I wouldn't mind playing Matthew Wright in in the bloody forward pocket instead of uh, Shane McAdam at the moment. And Matty Wright's injured <laughs> with a knee, so um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's not on our list.
0: So anyway, I didn't I didn't like that selection. I think it's time that Shay McCadden pays for his continued bad form. Um aside from that, I think the the, the only other one and we'll, we'll obviously we'll talk more about individuals as we go along, but um maybe it's time to have a look at Mr. Sloan. Um, anyway. Um let's have a look at some head to head, shall we mate? Uh because all right so uh some stats here uh disposals Carlton 380 to 326 and a lot of that disparity would uh was brought about in the second quarter when we just couldn't get our hands on the ball um and um they just had wrapped up uncontested possessions and chains and uh it looked like we had about 14 on the park so uh a lot of that was uh in the second quarter, um, they kicked a ham- They really kicked it too. Two forty-four to one thirty-six handballs. We had one ninety-nine to one twenty-seven.
1: Um, kicked a handball.
0: Um, they the are kicking-
1: still, uh, I can say that the mark ratio tells a very interesting story too, that, and the way that the game was played by a different way between the two teams.
0: Oh, they they pretty much kicked it all day, um, yeah. and you know, on a fast track on a fast track you remember that old game we used to play at training and i'm sure there's some football players in the chat that used to play the game at training where uh, you had uh, two lines of blokes uh, from one end to the other point post to point yep. post and uh, one in handball and one in kick and see who get it down the other end first and every mm-hmm. time if you're clean enough with your uh, foot skills the the kicking you win every time and on a on a quick deck um, with you know reasonable skills can't not the most skills team but uh, when they were running to support the way they were today uh, they just moved the ball a lot quicker and we just chased and chased and chased after quarter time
1: yeah within that second quarter though you know it's an interesting thing you do a couple of good bits of play and it uh, just engenders belief in the other players and you know players who ordinarily may not have been as good at passing the ball they just didn't miss They they were passing the ball beautifully
0: yeah uh, inside fifty is relatively even, fifty-four to fifty-one. Carton's away. Disposal efficiency also fairly even, um, just in the low to mid seventies there. Um, efficiency inside fifty wasn't really an issue. Uh, we certainly can't complain about the umpiring because uh, I felt like we got a pretty good ride. Uh, Twenty-two free kicks to fourteen, and boy, didn't didn't the Carton fans love that? They were going off from the first bloody bounce, Carton Carton fans.
1: Um, I didn't think there were too many that we didn't deserve, though, think No, there was a few
0: 50-50s, I thought. Yeah, it, I thought we yeah, got all the 50-50s.
1: Uh, uh, we did, except for the last quarter. I didn't think we did in the last quarter. I thought we did. If I, I thought uh, in the first three quarters, I thought we got probably the advantage every quarter, but the last quarter, no. There was one, one particular umpire who didn't seem to look, uh, want to join in on the fun. And he... he I thought there were several holding the ball we could have gotten there and we got none of them
0: yeah just a quick question without notice from Scoop Luke in the chat uh, asking which of our kids from the SANFL can run out an AFL game at the moment Hatley uh, probably can although he's not in great form uh, Luke Pedler maybe three games I think it's three games back now maybe four uh, he could probably run out a run out game uh, probably not all in the midfield but it's certainly rotating in the mids uh, not much else though, Braden Cook probably could off a half forward flank he's another one that might be worth considering um, maybe for Mr McHenry who had an absolute disaster but uh, anyway we'll cover that a little bit a little bit more down the track, uh, in terms of our stoppage work, um, hit outs pretty even, 30-34, again I didn't think Riley O'Brien was terribly uh, effective with his hitouts. Mac um, we pants him in clearances 38-22, um but we just did not... They, they played that corralling game that um, Collingwood often play against us, and as a result, I didn't feel like our clearances sort of led to any sort of dominance out of clearances. I felt like most of our kicks were fairly ineffective or went to 50-50s.
1: Yeah, well, again, most of the time, we got most of our clearances uh, under pressure, um, whereas, you know... Um, uh, we never have that player at the back to shoot the handball out to. Never. No. Uh, no. Well, and I, and I don't know whether our players actually even look for it. They just you know, just have they always picture lead clearing the ball with about two people trying to hang on to him and, and and just dobbing it to in, in the general direction of our forward line.
0: Uh, interesting stat here, even though we absolutely destroyed them in clearances, uh, Contested Possessions was uh, a complete reversal. Carlton 130 to us, 117. Um, they, after quarter time, or after you know probably that last 10 minutes in the first quarter, uh, they just wanted it a lot more, and they, their midfielders were willing to run a lot more than ours were. Um uh, probably Rory Laird, notwithstanding, and Harry Schoenberg, who had an absolutely electric third quarter. Um, uncontested possessions, 251 to 202. Uh, certainly, uh, we've talked about that already in terms of their uh, ability to keep the ball off us. Uh, look at that stat. Turnovers, Mac, 57 to 74. Um, oh, that bothers me and the usual suspects there. Marks, again... As you said before, one twenty-eight to eighty-three, Mac.
1: Yeah, that was that was the thing that really stuck out to me. That, that they so, so they seemed to manage to find a chess so easily. We found it so hard to do so. But I think one of the answers to that is because their forward line did. I thought they played their, their their forward line played extremely well. They played all wide of each other. Which really meant they always had space to lead into. And when you've got that, it makes it a lot easier. Whereas we sit too, still too many in a clump. We get too many.
0: But like, Macker, yeah, I'll, I'll say this to you again, and I, I'm not being condescending. But that what you saw was the difference between a team that was willing to run and spread and move the ball quickly versus a team that was pretty much going up and down the line. We didn't yeah, get a lot of spread. Exactly. And that's what you get. It's not the forward 50's fault because we've seen when our midfield are working well and we've got good cohesion on transition and we're spreading the ball, we're moving the ball quickly into our forward 50, our forwards are able to get separation. And, you know, there's more one-on-one contests, right? But when you're up and down the line, um, I think uh, N.T. Rabbit said before... <laughs> Uh, he's named Paul Seedsman, Nick Cave, which I really like. Uh, do you get that reference, Macca? You named
1: know, him, sorry? Nick-, Nick Cave.
0: Nick, Nick Cave's got a, a band called the Bad Seeds, and uh, I, I felt like... <laughs> I felt I like... Mean. Sorry about a bad seed. But it's exactly the point. If you go up and down the line, if you don't change lanes on Transition, then what you get is congestion at the drop of the ball going forward. It's a very simple concept, concept, and that's what we had today. We had congestion at the drop of the ball because we weren't changing lanes on transition. It's as simple as that.
1: Well, I, I, I agree with you, and uh, I think, but I think really the whole side was guilty of it, not just uh, if you're referring to a Seaman. Seed, uh, no, no, I'm, talk- I'm really- talking
0: about the midfield in general. I mean, Rory Laird for all the ball he got straight up and straight up and down the line. You know, um, Brody Smith, for all the ball that he got, often straight up and down the line. Paul Seedsman dropped his eyes once, and we got a goal out of it every other time. It was straight up and down the line. You know, uh, our, our transition players, Seisman is Seedsman and Smith, uh, and to a lesser degree, uh, McHenry uh, leading up, and even you could probably put Rowan into that, Lockie Scholl, uh, these blokes, they do not show a willingness when there's pressure on to be able to slow down, change lanes, and spread the opposition's defence.
1: Can't argue that. Let that's tell it is.
0: Yep. Um, um, Contested marks nine and ten. We got absolutely destroyed. In uh, sorry, marks inside fifty. I should say nine and ten. Contested marks eleven to three. That's an absolute destruction. And considering we played relatively tall, it's an indictment on our. Uh, on our tools. Uh, Riley O'Brien continues to disappoint. He's running under the ball, Macker. at the moment. Have you noticed that, Riley O'Brien?
1: He's running under the ball. Yeah, I don't think he's frightened. I think it's just a judgment thing, thing No, I don't think um, he's frightening.
0: No, 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 I'm not suggesting he's frightened, but he's doing a Kurt tippet. He's jumping vertically at the ball rather than jumping at the ball.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a he's, it's really a lack of skill on his part. 'Cause he isn't he is an over, he's not an over skillful player. He's just a player that gives a lot of what he's got. Yeah, and, but,
0: but he's he, not you, part of what he is he's four or five marks a game. He's not giving us that at the moment.
1: No, well that's fair enough. Um He's one of many though.
0: Oh yeah, no no no. He's he's no orphan, that's that's for sure. Oh, you know,
1: um, you talk about him though, and one that really worries me, Sloane. You know, he's got an amulet. Long as he got to go on his contract, another two um, years.
0: Well, he injured a finger, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I agree with you; he was uh, he was woeful. Um. So yeah, um, that's really the uh, that's really the head to head. As as I mentioned, Mac, um, terribly disappointing by some players who. Uh, have been in the system for a long time uh, to to kill that momentum in that first quarter and just give Carlton a little bit of belief because the way I, I saw it, Carlton were very afraid to lose that game. They came into that into the match afraid of another shellacking in the media, afraid of what was going to happen to their club if they lost, and they were they were very hesitant in that first fifteen to twenty minutes. And then they got a bit of a uh, they got a bit of a sniff, and uh, you know, unfortunately, away they went. And we know that footy's a, a momentum game, and even though we were able to rest momentum back at various stages, um, you know, we'd, we left too little, too late.
1: Well, that's true, but we also helped create that momentum as well. You know, like that that foot. Uh... Uh, bashing somebody in the back, well after the ball has gone in the 50 meter and a goal. But that, those types of things, um, and you know who I'm talking about. Um, yep. That that was that's the type of thing which is a, it's a team killer. That type of thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ned in the YouTube chat asked any positives today, Phoenix. There were a few, absolutely. Um, but this is a game we should have won, uh, particularly from the position we found ourselves in at the 15 minute mark of the first quarter. Um, and we've given a couple of... Let's not forget, this is a couple of times now we've given away good early starts. You know, let's think about the Hawthorne game where we absolutely pants them and ended up losing. So uh, it's a problem. Uh, it's a problem. And on a fast deck like uh, Marvel, you know, two, three goals up is not enough um, early early days in, in a game. And uh, it certainly wasn't enough today.
1: Uh, All right, mate. And... Sorry, all I've got to say is that uh, you know, as mentioned in the chat, there's, we uh, we've lost many a game by one bad quarter, like playing three reasonable quarters and one rotten quarter. And our second quarter, it's normally been our third quarter, but yeah. uh, our second quarter today that's that's as bad as we've played.
0: Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. All right, uh, let's have a look at some individuals, shall we? And don't forget, uh, everyone in the chat, if you want to have uh, your say, uh, give us your take. Uh, we might be talking crap. There's probably a good chance that we are, Mac. Um, there's 14 yeah, we, people in the yeah. audience ready to tell us. So uh, don't be afraid. Stick your hand up, gentlemen and ladies, and uh, no have have your say. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Don't
1: worry. They'll probably tell us some crap too, though, Pete.
0: <laughs> no, we we love, our, we love our audience, Macca. Oh, I do.
1: I, I really do. Takes all the pressure off of us. <laughs> All right. I mean, um, where's nineteen ninety? I can't see him. In the, he's not in the chat tonight. No, and, he, uh, he was
0: certainly in the chat during the game. He might be in the uh, live search chat. I'm not sure, but I haven't seen him. Um, can't
1: see PJ. PJ Crow.
0: No. So uh, it's up. To, we need some new blood. We we need to blood. The, we need to play the kids tonight, Mac. We,
1: we do. We, we, yeah. Look, we're looking for inexperienced players that have. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's not
0: 1990s there. He's there.
1: Yeah, he's there. He's... Anyway, he's a good
0: mate. On.
1: He'll he'll, tr- he'll trot up
0: here. He'll trot up here. Now, all right. Oh, and here he is. So let's get him on before we get into the individuals, um, because he's always worthwhile having a chat with 1990.
1: Welcome aboard. How are you going, mate?
2: Good. Thanks very How are you going? How are you going, Marco?
1: Uh good to hear. Uh, good to have you on board, mate. It's always good to hear you because uh, takes the pressure off of us and. If, Usually, you, do, you normally do a very good job, but if you get it wrong, they'll, you know, they'll say he's talking crap to you. like <laughs> a lecturer,
2: bit like a lecturer, a like a lecturer um, talking for an hour and a half. Eventually, you get a bit tired. You need the students to stand up and say yeah. something. <laughs> exactly, mate. Um, yes, yeah, so I actually went to the game today um, in Dockland, so I was quite excited today. It was my first time I've actually gone to a game in Melbourne since I moved here last year, um, out for a Crows game anyway. So that was good. Um, I think going into the game, I was sort of a thinking we'd be a bit 50-50 as to whether we'd win. Um, but like like you said, not too fast if we lost, given um, where we're sort of heading in the back half of the season in terms of probably looking, for, looking at the draft at this point in time. Um, I think I was... I sort of left the game pondering not to overreact. Um, I think we played pretty poorly and yet still only lost by two goals. Um, and there was a whole host of players at halftime that were, you know, on four or five touches and were nowhere near it. Um, and particularly uh, young guys, I think a lot of them, um, if you looked at halftime, a lot of them were, a lot of our younger guys like Scholl, McHenry, um, Fogarty and the like and Hamill. Um, you know, some, and then Schoenberg, Schoenberg as well. He had a quite a good third quarter, but I think when the game was there to be won in that first half a lot of those guys went missing
1: yeah yeah uh, you're right about that because i had a look at half time and i reckon there was probably about eight or nine of the youngsters and he had about four or five possessions. i got to say yeah, though
0: so, i got to say though who were they playing through the midfield because uh, i didn't see a lot of berry in the midfield i didn't see a lot of Schoenberg in the midfield uh until
2: yeah it was uh, lad. it was Lad keys and um, and Sloan, they were playing 90, not 90% of the time. Every time you watched from above, it was it was those three that were in there. And, you know, we did pretty well. You look at the stats for the clearances, um, stoppages and um, standard breaks, you actually look at those stats, and we were actually pretty going pretty well, I think. Um, it was on the outside that we got killed, um, yep. which, which has been happening all season long, mm-hmm. uh, particularly just with oppositions run and Curry and Overlap. Uh, from the half back flank to to the wing we we just don't seem to have I'm not quite sure what it is exactly whether it's because you can talk about speed speed and class on the outside to to get the ball and deliver it to your forward fifty but you also need it to defend. so I think the teams that are cutting us on 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 the reverse it's almost it's almost a i don't know if it's a tactical thing or if it's a it's a players not willing to to run to those. 45 degrees and corral. Um, Well, I think I've seen it happen time and time again this season. I I think it's something, if we're going into next year, that's probably got to be the key thing we have to focus on.
1: That's a very good point you raise there because um, I don't think we do have, they either haven't got the stamina or they haven't got the pace because they don't get into that that position where they can't uh, cut across and and cut through Um, and we don't have the ability to, to corral them. I actually made that point uh, when I was watching the game.
2: Um, that
1: they just—they keep seem to be able to corral us, but we can't corral them.
2: You only had to watch it as you, as we were going for, forward and versus them. It was chalk and cheese. Um, with we, we were sort of slow up towards that half ward flank, and they'd already have numbers behind, um, ready to defend and take in a high ball. Whereas the other way, they were able to run the run the ball and. Kick to, kick to that um, player that they would have open about 20, 30 metres, 30, 40 metres out um, in front of goal. Um, and, you know, Carlton's not a, not a very good team, but um, we've seen that happen continuously um, over the season. And I think, yeah, that's that's probably got to be something we've got to look at. I think but look, look really what you
1: made, Emily.
0: I don't. I don't think it's pace so much. A lot of people in the in the chat are saying pace, and yes, we're not the quickest team going around. But the problem is that when the ball is rebounded out of defence quickly, um, you're always going to be on the back foot. You're always going to be. You're always going to be chasing, and you're going to be made to look slow. When we're able to pressure out of our forward fifty, and when we're able to put pressure on, you know, when the opposition's got the ball. Uh, that transition is slower, and we are able to corral. And I, I would suggest that any team that is not providing forward fifty pressure uh, and allowing the ball to bounce out as quickly as we did today for long periods of time, you're going to be made to look slow, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. So I don't know if it's personnel, or if it's um, or if it's coaching or tactics. I think it's probably a combination of the of the two, um, but going into the rest of the season and, and next year, that's going to be probably two parts, something we have to focus on tactically, but also look for personnel that can can help us in that aspect. Um, I know watching watching the reserves, Braden Cook, someone to look at um, as, as someone that could come in and do that kind of thing. But I think the, the other thing I sort of noticed was that going forward, we, we seemed to lack a little bit of um, control of the ball once we got to half forward. Um, and then able to take that ball and kick it long, uh, kick it inside forward to our forwards, like Phil Fogarty and Walker. Um, I think, what am I trying to say here? Effectively, if we got the ball on the wing, we had our long kickers like Seed and um, Seisman and Smith, they would tend to bomb it long um, to a pack, whereas I think we we need to be looking at those 45s uh, to someone 60, 70 meters out, who can then pass up?
1: Couldn't agree with you more, mate. Hundred percent.
2: Wow. So, I d- yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's 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 out there for us for half forward. Typically, we've gone to Lynch um, in the last decade, but it's someone we need to look at.
0: Mate.
1: Well, um, okay, I really haven't got much more to add to that. I think ninety done a very good job with his summary. Um, that's, one of our weaknesses is exactly the fact that uh, when they, they they, they, he made the point about corralling us and we couldn't corral them because when they exploded from our half back line, that's usually because we bombed it to just a mob of players they get a break, they handball it out somebody runs off and their players are all spread and they've got an option and they just kick it to somebody and they can put it on their chest so um, we really need to have the ability to if we, when it's in an indispute, to have players that drop back and get ready to defend as well, so um, yeah, we were very lacking in that today.
2: Yep, and you know, like, like I said, I've I sort of walked walked away thinking not to overreact and understand that, like the things that we saw today, Nixie is going to evaluate and look at, um, and from a list point of view, list management point of view, these are things that going to naturally evolve over the next 12 to 24 months so what we see today won't be what we see in 12 and 24 months time so it's it's all a long game at the point this point
1: yeah and that's 100% right and th- and that's what I think the good thing about um the way we talking tonight we are disappointed about various things and that's because our expectations have risen this year compared to last year because we are playing much much better so when we don't actually do it uh to the level that we have improved it to this year, then it stands out to us. So um, it does show that we are on the right track.
0: I don't think we're expecting too much, Macca, because, again, I feel like at various stages through the game, it was actually our senior players that let us down. And I don't think it's expecting too much of a senior player to be able to hit a target by foot or hand or, or, you know, um, be able to play to a, a game plan or have enough fitness to be able to run to position to provide an option I'm not buying it not buying that one little bit it's not up to Schoenberg and McHenry and Scholl and all that to lead the team it's up to uh, Sloan and Laird and Brody Smith and Paul Seisman and these fellas to lead the team and um you know uh, we'll talk about individuals in a minute but um Laird and Keys uh, had sixty-three of the most ineffective disposals you'll ever see in a game. Well,
2: those, I'm I was going to say, those two are going to continuously get sixty touches a game for the next twelve months. Um, bank it in the book. Um, oh yeah, I'm not I'm worried
0: about that. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not and
2: I'm not saying that's a, that's not going to happen. I'm not, or, or that's a bad thing, but that's the reality, and we've we've got to have players around them um, com- complimenting the fact that they can get the ball because you look at our list and we just don't really have, have those midfielders available um, who are going to be any better
0: I'll put it to you mate as we wind this little bit up I'll, I'll put it to you um, that we've been on this car since 2015 lamenting the same players going missing in, at key moments in big games um, it's happened over and over again and to my mind, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these blokes have been good servants for the club, but to my mind, until they become either um, uh, uh, not key players anymore, but peripheral players, or until they're moved on or, or until they're retired, um, we are going to continue to see the senior players in this side Make mistakes at key points because they are not good under pressure. They have never been good under pressure, and we've got a, a a history of games that we could trot out to anyone who disagrees that will show you that this senior group are no good under real pressure.
2: I don't, don't disagree. Um, we've seen it. For, like look at our record since two thousand and fifteen um, when we sort of had when we've when we've had this period with this senior group essentially yep how many times have we actually played finals
0: yep that's exactly right
2: what twice is it
0: well it's not that much
2: twice out of seven or eight seasons yep it's probably about right so, you know, and they well, are they are proven failures
0: we We have had challenges during that during that period and and let's not forget uh, periods. During 2017 we were unstoppable we were unbeatable and we had almost the, the perfect um, final series um, in 2017 but we get to a grand final and we absolutely go missing. We've had other games where we've needed to win to, to gain um, gain ladder position or gain a double chance or what have you and we've wilted. Uh, and I'm not trying to be unfair to these fellas, but this this is uh, this is fact-based analysis. Uh, the, the writing is on the wall, and you see it happen too many times with this group in games where the pressure goes on. Um, more often than not, those players go missing. And I'll put it to you that even against St Kilda last week where we came back from the death, even though we had uh, a great last quarter from Rory Sloan, it was really the young lads that got us over the line in that game.
1: Definitely.
2: It was the young guys that were definitely playing well towards the other. I know, I remember Rory Sloan was quite good last week, late, but for much
0: of the... Um, Only in the first last half, call, right? he
2: was... Yeah, that's right. For much of the first half, he was nowhere. So, um, it's interesting when, you, when we talk about the senior group, I think you're right. We're not truly ever going to move on and upwards until we replace them. And I... I I think we're close. I think we're, we're getting there, and I think one or two more drafts and off seasons. Yeah, that, that's I agree. when you'll see that transition. Um, and when we're talking about um, 2017, I wouldn't tend to agree that we were unbeatable. I think yeah. we were still showed flakiness throughout the season, and you yeah. only have to think of that game down in Tasmania where we. Oh uh, yeah, when when they kicked ten goals to nothing, um, in the first first quarter. Um, so it was, there was that was always there with that gr- that group. Now a lot of that group has moved on. I don't know how much we can really attribute that sort of behaviour to the ones that remain. And I think we're only talking six or seven players that sort of remain from that group um, as we speak. So I've, it's a hard one to judge. But I think there's there's some from those group. And um, when we when I think of Rory Laird, I think. I don't typically think of him as someone who's quite flaky. I think he's consistent um, in his game. Um, so someone like Rory Sloan, I, I do think, is a bit, a bit um, could be attributed to the past. Um, Taylor Walker, um, he's a, he's sort of one that's sort of keeping us in it at the moment, really. Um, well, more more dots there
0: makes a really good point in the chat. If if Tex isn't leading the Coleman this year, uh, we're probably second bottom. Oh, well, definitely. Anyway, let's move on. 1990, yeah. fabulous to have you on as usual, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll. done, mate. We'll just get the what is oh. it the the umbrella hook out and hook you back into the audience.
2: <laughs> oh, have a good week, guys. Yeah, in the do. snow.
0: Good on you. Well mate. done, mate. I feel like I'm in the snow already, uh, and we've got uh, Rabbit here that wants to have a chat too. Uh, come on board, Rabbit. Always look forward to uh, your views. How are you going, mate?
3: I'm oh, not too bad, fellas. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Very good, mate. Looking forward to hear what you've got to tell us.
0: So, I've,
3: I've got a question to put to you. Uh, I'm a player. I was dominant in the NFL in my under 18s. Grew into my body early, so I was much bigger than all the other 18 and 17 years old around.
0: Darcy Fogarty. I
3: was in the early
1: teens. Yeah, Darcy Fogarty.
3: How I've turned into a tweener. Am I Darcy Fogarty or am I James Seller?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, why not both why not both Rabbit well that's kind of my point
3: because if you go and look for their stats granted they played in slightly different eras but
0: they're pretty comparable it does yeah, seem disappointing um, today after a good start
3: well it wasn't really was it? much of a good start though was it I mean he did his party trick I mean it's nice that he can kick straight set shots from anywhere in a league full of, as I've said elsewhere, a league full of half-wits who want to kick around the body from straight out in front. <laughs> but that's his only trick. I mean, his two goals today. He got a really soft free kick, and then he was standing on his own as Carlton's defence all sort of looked at each other saying, where did he go?
1: Yeah. Well, he doesn't he doesn't seem to understand the basic thing that a, a forward stands in front of the backman instead of behind him.
3: He doesn't lead. He doesn't take contested marks. He's not winning one-on-ones. He doesn't crumb doesn't run up the ground why why is he still on the side
1: probably because we haven't got anybody to replace him probably options
3: honestly honestly at this stage I'd get rid of him and put him and McCann, who is awful, out, and bring in Cook and Glam but for two mediums give some more space for Tilthorpe to work in
0: Uh, are we trying to shore up a a trade value maybe oh no we've just bloody re-signed him haven't we that's not going to happen Rabbit we've just bloody re-signed him Oh dearie what? me! Look, I've but said yeah, for a long no, time, just... I've said for a long time, Rabbit, that I think that Fogarty has been um, uh, mishandled um, and <clears throat> probably struggles um, with uh, Texas longevity. But in the current configuration, he's got—it's the best opportunity he has had to function in our forward line. It's the best. Um, lineup we've had forward forward of centre for him to be able to to eke out two or three goals a game, get up the ground, impose his presence, take a couple of marks, be that link player when it's his turn, and he's just not doing any of it.
3: I'm not sure Walker's even the problem anymore, because you look at what Walker does, he's got, he was never really a tall key forward, he was never a marker, Mm. he was always on the lead, but he's full of party tricks lots of little things he can do, like his field kicking, both feet and the snaps. I don't think Fogarty can do that. I just think Fogarty is the wrong size for the way he
1: plays.
0: It's quite possible you're right, mate. Mac, what do you reckon?
1: Well, he's a disappointment because he's, I think he's got the ability to be a lot, lot better than he is, but he just doesn't play it right. and um, he he seems to be satisfied just to be behind his player or only level with his player instead of wanting to be in front all the time. Um, That's that's the part I just don't understand about him. That, you know, um, Rabbit made the point about Walker moving around. He he goes here, there, everywhere. And, um, you know, Fogg doesn't do that. Fogg's just happy to stand there. And he just, look, I, I think he could be a very good player, but he just, doesn't run around enough.
0: He's only had three touches for the game, Maker. Which it's is not pathetic. Enough. It's not
1: enough. And two of those touches were the
3: goals that he got in the first quarter. That's right. And there was another incident. It was in the last quarter when Carlton finally started getting on top. I didn't see who it was, but uh, Jared Ealy started giving it to a crows forward who just stood there and let his defender run up the ground. I think Carlton got a goal out of that, and yep. I just thought to myself, it had to be Fogarty on the cabin. Yep. I think That's it cool. was, yeah. It was. No. It's. Uh, I mean, even uh, even Tilthorpe, he he had a shocker of a game. Granted, he got smashed by Jones, but in the last quarter, he threw himself around and he got he had that turnover kick inside, which I hated. But he got up and he turned around and he got that kick to yeah. was it Walker or I can't remember who it was. But you know, he got himself yeah, into the game yeah. somehow. Yeah. Probably never cool. does it.
0: Yep, no, I uh, couldn't agree with you more, matey. Uh, it's uh, a worry. Uh, is it the answer? It's uh, it's starting to look like a big fat no, really. And like I said, there's a couple of blokes in the twos now that are just starting to squeak along. Uh, Lucky Gallant has impressed me. Um, and Braden Cook's now really starting to just uh, look like he's ready to take a step. Um, so... Uh, I'd rather give them a look than and than look at the non-efforts of Shane McAdam and Darcy Fogarty at the moment. Yes, yeah. uh, I would. All right, mate. Thanks very much, as always, for your input. Uh, I'll shuffle you back into the crowd. Um, and yeah, uh, mate, Robert, thanks, uh, guys. You guys locked down at the moment, Rabbit? know, uh, I'm in Adelaide, so I'm not locked oh, down right. at all. Oh, very good. You're in the uh, the best place in the world. Big Very good. Alright, if anyone else wants to uh have a chat, uh, go right ahead. We'll just have a look at a couple of key stats. I don't want to dwell too much on uh individual stats because I think it's uh, pretty much superfluous Macca because uh like I said, uh I mean Rory led had a good game. He got a lot of the ball. He um you know at times he was useful. Um Ben Keys got a lot of the ball. I, I thought Ben Keys was relatively ineffective today. Uh, missed a shot that was very gettable. Uh, very was gettable. The, was that the third or in the last? I can't remember. Um, that we just last, needed. I yeah, we just needed it just to keep motoring along back into the game. Um, look, I thought Brody Smith was okay today. I thought Paul Seedsman was okay today. Both did what they're in the side to do, which is to gain meters, but. I actually think those two lads contribute, Maka, to this issue that we've got with forward fifty entries. I really do.
1: No, sometimes, sometimes, but um, there are worse, worse players than them than those two. Um, really, really? Yeah, I think I, I think actually, I think Smith bombs it more than Seedsman does. Well, I said um,
0: Smith and Seedsman, so
1: yeah. I think he bombs it more because he's kicking from a little bit further back, and he puts into that horrible position where you're going to rebound from uh, the halfback flank. Seeds quite often gets it in very deep, and uh, so he's a little bit more forgiven for that. But uh, it would be nicer perhaps, to put on some of these chests. I agree with that. Um, when you're going back to Laird and going back to uh, Keys, um, I'm not going to really knock those guys too hard because they work very hard to get the ball. They get under pressure and. What they're giving, I think, is about what they can give us. Then I agree. I, don't I think- agree.
0: I, I'm not criticising their games I, I, at all uh, because um, without those two doing the grunt work in the coal face, we'd get slaughtered. Um, particularly, yeah. uh, con- particularly considering that that Sloney really isn't giving a, a yelp at the moment for whatever reason. Um, but we we need. Have a look at the difference, and this is we're talking about. And I know I'm a bit of a fanboy, so just bear with me. But have a look at the difference between the the work that um, Rory Laird and Ben Keys do in close, compared to the work that Harry Schomburg does in close. Harry Harry Schomburg was elite in that third quarter. He some of some of the the ball movement that he initiated in that third quarter was elite, macker
1: Oh, hundred percent, and some it was ignored as well. He goes from very good leads when from kicking off from points, and the, and the bloody yep. ignored, and just bobbed to the bloody packs, and then come yep. flying back for a goal. Brody Smith. Paul- what-
0: Brodie Smith does it all the time.
1: Yeah, Brown. No Brown was also guilty of it too yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah. And so, look, you know, I think it, I can remember two and maybe three times where it was the, the perfect pass. He would have got it, you know, about 40, 50 metres out and then being able to go straight through the centre. And uh, But no, we went straight out to the flank and then back it comes yep. and, and they score. So yep. um, the only, my only criticism of Schoenberg at the moment and it's not his ability and it's not what he does, it's that uh, he's going to get a little bit fitter and he'll, then he'll be able to do it longer and got more get often. Of, he got
0: to get a lot of figure, fitter, Maca. He's got to. Yeah, uh, and- Harry's got to be in the game for longer, for us to get full value from Harry. He's got to be in the game um, as a midfielder uh, for the entire game. Uh, his um, his uh, his best though. His uh, if you if you think about a um, a midfield going forward of say a Luke Pedler, um, a Sam Berry. Uh, a harry schoenberg and maybe a a matthew roberts or you know god forbid a jason horn that's not going to happen but a player of that ilk that's a bit silky on the outside um you need that then that that is what i feel is a good mix at the moment we've got too many workhorses and not enough silk in that midfield and i think we've identified that before Um, You know, so on that basis, you're right. You know, Keys and Laird are giving us what Keys and Laird will give us. And um, uh, we shouldn't expect two more of that. But it does lead to the issues that we're having up forward, in my opinion.
1: And it does. And, you know, at the moment, um, I mean, you and I, we we were guilty. We were amongst probably 99.9% of people that said, Walker should retire. He shouldn't be playing next year. God help us if Walker wasn't playing up there this year.
0: Mate, bloody Nostradamus what? couldn't have predicted Texas season this year.
1: No, it's a rebirth, mate. I think the good Lord's come down and touched him and reborn him. <laughs> 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 well, no, he's, it's not the same Walker that we played last year.
0: No, 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 no. Look, um, and more power to him. I, You know, we've we've had lots of cracks at Tex over the last few years. Um, but I don't think there's a there's a person that listens to this podcast who wouldn't agree that it's great to see him up and about. Um, you know, and when he can get a clean lane at the ball, uh, he's almost unstoppable. So, um, you know, more power to him. It would be great to see him in his twilight years actually make an all-Australian team. Uh, it'd even it would be better to see him uh, win uh, a Coleman medal. Uh, and to be our second common medalist, I think. be our second after yeah. mods. After mods. Um, And you're right. You're right, Mac. Um, I think it has been great. If, if you imagine, had Tex actually dropped off this season, um, you know, and we had to rely on Fogarty and a young Riley Thilthorpe and, you know, maybe someone else uh, as a stopgap, Fisher Mackesy maybe, or someone like that, as a stopgap up forward,
1: we would have struggled to kick goals. We would have really struggled because the one thing about Tex when he's got ball in hand, um, he's got a very elite brain. He's, he's, uh,
0: oh, he's very much a I footballer. Know.
1: Yeah, I don't know how bright he is off the field, but on the field, you know, he is really a great thinker. Yeah. When he's got the ball in hand, he really tries to do something with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a footballer. He's always been a footballer. Um, and you wonder whether, you know, we made a bit of a mistake by trying to make him a bullocking, you know, uh, forward. You know, when, when he came to the club, he was fairly... Mm. He wasn't he wasn't light, but he was certainly more agile. He was a bit laconic in his movement, um, but he was certainly more agile. And obviously the knee hasn't helped that. But uh, look, it is what it is. Um, and it looks like he might stick around for another season. And that's probably, given where we're at now, and given the question marks over Darcy... Um, and Shane McAdam um, is probably not a bad thing that Texas us around for one more year. In retrospect, um, now who else do we want to have a look at just quickly? Um, Maca. Uh, uh,
1: well, I want to give. I want to give. Um, look, I've been giving him ticks, and I've been giving him pats on the back. Mm. Uh, so I have to give him a kick up the arse, and that's McHenry because uh, I think he almost individually costs us cost us the game, you know, like he gave him that extra extra goal by um, that bashing into somebody's back well after yep. the ball was gone and just 50 metres and gave him a goal and gave them the momentum and then in the last quarter he had he dropped the easiest of marks when we were trying to make a comeback um, and then the ball got ricocheted down the other end and cost us a goal. And um, Look, you can't blame Ned McHenry alone but Look, i patted him on the back the last couple of weeks. As I said, I'm just kicking his ass this week. He just he just wasn't as good, and he made those critical errors. And um, He got rid of that stupidity out of his game and then brought it back this week from that one incident, at least anyhow.
0: Well, the thing of it is, Mac, I think Carlton got into his head because what we saw from Ned today was very much the Ned of 2020 where was right. a, lot a lot of yap, a lot of aggression, and not a lot of substance. And what's been good about Ned this year is his ability to focus and actually do the team stuff. And he's been one of the few um, that has actually really tried to implement the game plan by looking for those little short diagonals and providing options and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I- I've been pleasantly surpri- surprised by Ned. I'm not sold on him as a long-term option, but... I've been happy to see his progress, um, but today was a step back, and it was all because they got into his head.
1: Yeah, and another guy I'd like to really criticise uh, is Lockie Scholl. Um, Lockie Scholl is... Uh, well, put it this way. There were several physical balls that could have been contested, and I didn't think he did a very good job of it. Uh,
0: do we have another Riley, uh, Rory Atkins on our hands with Lockie Scholl?
1: That's what I'm really concerned about. Um because, uh, well, my son was over, also over and he said, he's bloody swimming it. And um, I've got to say that there were two or three occasions where he could have actually put his body in and, well, he just made a little passage and let them run through. Mm. Um, not one of Scholl's greatest games.
0: No. Um, look, and let's not forget that he has been playing very well. He's a second-year Player, um, you know, often the game catches up with players in their second season. So let's not write uh, Lockie off by any no, no. just yet. I think not right Hamill, I think Will Hamill could be spoken about similarly in terms of just second year blues a little bit. Um, but I think Will shows a little bit of um, promise as well. Um, So I don't think I don't think we're quite ready to uh, put Lockie in the Rory Atkins basket just yet, Uh, but I don't disagree with you, Mac. I don't disagree with you. I saw a couple of balls that I felt he could have gone a little bit harder.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, I've been a fan of Lockie Charles, and I'm been disappointed. uh, You know, well, he had those two very poor games, and I thought the club did exactly the right thing when they dropped him. They didn't. Play him. They rested him, which was the right thing to do, I thought. And I thought he would come back with uh, a lot of bounce in his game, a lot of determination. And he had a little bit, but it just wasn't the, the shoal that was earlier in the season. So, like you said, maybe he just needs to get another season uh, uh, in the gym, build up a little bit more stamina, do a bit more work. Uh, well, I think, he, I think moment, he needs.
0: I think he needs more more uh, muscle definition. Both him men Will need at least probably two more pre-seasons in my opinion.
1: I agree. Totally agree. But they're
0: very, very light. Uh, very light. And they get ragdolled. Um, and it makes it difficult for a young player when you're used to being able to brush tackles. All of a sudden, you're not able to brush tackles because the blokes that you're up against are a lot stronger.
1: Um. And the other thing about Schoel, I mean, look, uh, he used to be such a beautiful kick. Now, in that last quarter, he's running into an open goal, There's nobody between him and the goal. And he kicks it from about 30 metres out and misses. And he could, have, he could have bounced the ball at least two to three times and just kicked a, a, an easy goal. And, That's yeah, fatigue, look,
0: Mac. Not... That's fatigue, in my opinion. Mental well, fatigue yeah, as well mean? as physical fatigue. I'm not. I'm, I made a promise at the beginning of the season that I'm not going to bag young players. Um, you know, okay. we'll, we'll call their we'll call their performances for what they were, and we've done that with Ned today and and Lockie and a couple of others. Um, but this is a young team, and if we we cannot say to the club, play the kids and then bag the kids, right? The simple fact of the matter is that. Had our senior players not uh, not s- uh, stopped the momentum in that first quarter, then our kids wouldn't have been under that pressure in the last. Simple as that. Yeah,
1: well, that, that, that's a very good point. Because I was going to make a point about Brown. I was really disappointed with Luke Brown as another well. Another one,
0: another one. Where, where's Luke Brown gone? I know he's struggling with Achilles, but he's running sore. He's he's. Got no pace about him whatsoever. We're not getting any rebound off him. And uh you know, I mean you know, Eddie Betts until until he hurt himself, uh um, was probably giving him the runaround a bit, him and Chase Jones.
1: Look, uh Ch- you mentioned Chase Gane, uh, Jones and look he he didn't do everything perfectly by a long chalk, but he was a lot lot better today. A lot lot
0: better today. He did look he, I, he, I, I feel like he's starting to feel like he belongs a bit maca. But that play in the last quarter across halfback when him and. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Who was the other lad that was involved with it? Was that Lockie Scholl or I can't remember who it was? But, it was suicide. But again, it shows how tunnel vision chase is. Um. There was no attempt at evasion or whatever. He just tried to barrel through. And a, and a bloke who's two foot eight is not going to barrel through a tackle like that at any <laughs> stage, let alone the last quarter. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I, I'm glad that Chase is putting together some better games. Um, and he does look like he feels more a part of what's going on. Um, and he had good periods of, of the game. Um, but I just don't know how reliable he, I, you know, we talked about footy IQ and that's probably the query I have on Chase.
1: Yeah. In the chat, um, who said it, sir said that Jones was better, but he doesn't think like a footballer and there's a little bit of, uh, truth of that matter because, um, when he's got the ball you can often see him go clunk, clunk, clunk trying to work it out and it's it's not automatic reflex to do the right thing like no. a really good player do no. and no. Uh, you know the, the one player that as I say I love this player uh, and I, I love it Merritt. you watch Merritt get the ball and it doesn't matter what position he's in who he's surrounded by where players are he can either by hand or either foot get it to a player and, and that. And that's just his footy IQ, which is just massive. It, he does it in reflex in seconds, and yeah. not no, milliseconds. But and not everyone's going to be like that.
0: Not everyone. No, but be
1: Jones. Like I was just saying Jones is the other end of it where he's going clunk, 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 thinking about it.
0: it so, so, a right. few people in the chat are saying Jones for a back pocket. I, I, I honestly think Jones is a task player, and given that he's got good pace, could he be a, a, a good? Um, small defender in that lockdown role on an Andy Betts or a you know whoever else. And
1: Bobby look at that, I think or... that's probably probably his future because you know I don't know what Brand, how much longer Brown's got in him unless he's carrying an injury because at the moment Brownie's not playing very well. Um, so um, yeah, look, he could possibly take over that role.
0: Yeah, uh, people, a couple of people saying trade, Chase. Well, the problem is that you've got a situation where I don't think Chase holds much value on the market. And if you want to try and maximise your investment, and don't, let's not forget the pick that we spent on him, and, you know, of course, once they are at the club, the picks are relevant. But if you want to get some return on investment, I, I don't think trading at this point is going to be worthwhile. I can't see anyone else stepping up in that small defender role uh, at the club. Um, I don't think we have any other quick, small defenders at the club. Um, I actually wondered at times whether Ned McHenry could be that as well. Um, but at this stage, I think it's worth persevering with um, with Chase in that regard. But I think he's, he's very task-focused. I think you need to give Chase a job every week. And the job cannot be creative. It has to be reactive. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think you it summed it up very well there, Fin.
0: Yep. Uh, let's not forget we got McPherson um, too, but McPherson doesn't have any pace, so um, that's probably the knock on him. Uh, I thought Sam Berry. I, I'm just wondering, and I might actually go back during the week and have a look at the at the high, at the game again. Um, Sam Berry, when he's a when he's in the play. Um, Mac, he's very impressive similar to Harry Schoenberg I just wonder whether they're actually being put in the play enough at the moment
1: um, well he wasn't in the play a lot today uh, I, I'm trying to I can't remember and other people in the chat will probably be better uh, at me than this but I, I like him going in the centre because um, I, I think he he, you know, he He's hard, he's tough, he, he reacts very quickly. Um, but I don't remember him being in the centre today uh, at all. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I don't remember it. No, uh, once or twice. I don't, and, you can remember him being
0: there? Uh, only once or twice.
1: Yeah, because... Um,
0: I think it was in the second quarter when they kept kicking goals because we were running out of rotations.
1: Okay. But I, I, think, I don't think we use him uh, often enough. Because I mean, it, it, I think he's a good player, and he's a hard. he's, look, he's a hard head, and he'll, he'll have a cruel crack. And he's clean with his hands, so that's why I wouldn't mind him playing more. You know, center about abouts if he goes back to half forward after that.
0: Yeah, the problem. The problem is Mac that we've got three workhorses in there: Sloan, Keys, and Laird. You chuck Berry in there as well. Um It becomes a bit one pace. I I would like to see. Uh, Sloane and Barry rotate through that, um, and I'd like to see Harry actually put into the midfield rotations and run off the bench. Um, but um, uh, NT Rabbit saying Barry is a Matt Crouch upgrade. I think he's a different player to Matt Crouch. Um, I, I think he's more dynamic. He hits the ball harder uh, at pace. He's extremely clean below his knees. Extremely clean, and and his. Uh, his uh, disposals improving, so uh, I like Sam. I just wish he could get it, get it on, get around it a little bit more. Um, but you know, hopefully that'll come. Um, yeah, as I said, Tommy today didn't have a big day because he was pl- too busy playing nah. the lockdown. When I, when he did get freed Tommy. up in the last quarter, Mac uh, he actually was creative, and that's what we need Tom yeah. to be. And I think I, I it's an area that I disagree with. Um, the selection committee at the moment, the way we're structuring up defensively,
1: I don't like it at all. Yeah, no, you're right on that one.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's about it, really. Uh, Shorty Butts uh, got a bit of a toweling, but uh, I think only part of that was his problem, and, um, you know, um, McKay isn't a bad player. Uh, Jake Kelly gave us the usual Jake Kelly... Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I felt a bit for Josh Worrell, only getting the one game, and apparently played really well in the twos. Um, I don't
1: know. Uh, well, why, 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 I let, hope they my Business. Hey, sorry. Hey, go on. I, just, I was just going to say that. Well, I hope you know he he didn't really perform in his one game in the A's in the, in the and uh, he couldn't really hold his spot on that game But um, and I'm pleased to see that he played well in the twos, that which means that he's got the right sort of stuff to, to, to take it, which means he'll be back again soon and he'll have another crap
0: Yep, hopefully um, I think that's pretty much covered it um, so, who, so who's next week, mate? So next week, who have we got? We've got um, someone <laughs> Let's have
1: a um, look. Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane at home.
0: Brisbane at home. Uh, we should get absolutely cleaned up.
1: <laughs> thumping, somebody says. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. If Brisbane play like they did against Geelong, yeah, um, <laughs> no, we got reading the comments. It's thumping. We'll get flogged, smashed. <laughs> so there's not a lot of confidence out there, Feen. Yeah, but, Maddie, um, Maddie
0: in the chat makes a very good. Uh, uh, point and good to see Maddie Irwin in the chat, and nice to see you there, Madeline. Um, depending on COVID, we might not even have a bloody round next week.
1: Well, I would think that um, if I was the Brisbane team, I'd be trying to get down Adelaide as quickly as possible.
0: Well, now here's the thought, and some nineteen ninety has just put. You just read my mind, nineteen ninety. Adela- uh, South Australia is the only COVID-clear state at the moment. Why aren't the AFL scrambling to create a hub in Adelaide?
1: Yeah, I, I think as good as she is, uh, Spurrier, I, I she is, I, I believe, is the problem in that sense, that not having a hub. A hub would mean a lot of dollars for South Australia. It would be very, very good for South Australia. But... Um, I think that she also thinks that it increases the risk of uh, getting COVID in South Australia, and I know that she's very, very much uh, anti-South Australia being a hub, whereas, I don't know, I think once they've done their mandatory period, um, I can't see why they should be uh, Who, who's any more dangerous.
0: Who's, who's against being a hub? Spurrier. Who? Victoria? Spurrier, the, the, the health officer. Ah, oh, right, okay.
1: Yeah, and uh, the government has never gone against her. So, um, uh, yeah. or they sort of have in, in the way of letting teams come in and fly in, fly out. But uh, yeah, she's she's anti the hubs. The hubs.
0: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't like it. Like you said, I don't think there's anything wrong with a team coming in, doing their quarantine, living in a bubble, and um, playing games. Even if you want to play them without crowds, for goodness' sake. Um, exactly. Bloody hell! If 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 Formula One can go around the world conducting races with, you know, whatever the entourage is in that sport um, and they can do it in a bubble situation uh, to countries that, you know, have COVID cases. We should be able to sort something out in Australia, surely.
1: Well, you know, as you say, we're the only uh, COVID-free state at the moment and uh, if I was uh, Adelaide and uh, if I was uh, the Premier, I would be uh, approaching the AFL and saying that... uh, Um, bring your teams over here to South Australia and we'll be your hub
0: well you know I don't think we're I don't think we're closed borders to Victoria at the moment so I think there's a Victoria South Australia thing but Victoria certainly have cases I tell you what if I was was the VFL I'd be looking very strongly at uh, getting out of Dodge anyway We'll see how that pans out over the next uh, few days because uh, it doesn't look great in Sydney, and it looks like it's just sort of seeping over the uh, over the borders into Queensland, Northern Territory, even WA, and
1: uh,
0: you know, fingers crossed for old Victorians that they don't have to go through it again.
1: Um, well, Sydney's in for they for a diabolical week, I mean, I mean, the graph is just going up skywards, and uh, it's going to uh, take. Well, they've done a lock, the, the lockdown now for a couple of weeks, but they really probably should have done it earlier
0: well you know Gladys has taken great delight macca great delight in saying how well she's been doing it keeping the borders open and all the rest of it and I've I call rubbish on all of that um and uh, I think what's actually happening there right now is a consequence of her hubris do't you think
1: 100% of her ego. Yep. Yep. Uh, she should have, should have locked it down. Uh, once it got to about six cases, she should have gone bang then because uh, it was obvious because of the fact that it had been in contact with so many people that there was going to be an explosion. I mean, 30 today and it will probably be even greater tomorrow. Yep. So, um, yeah. the greatest says she deserved it. Uh, well, the standard kick up the ass I always talk about, anyhow.
0: Yep. Oh, well, time will tell on that one. Let's not get too political. Look, thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us on Discord tonight and on YouTube. It's been a good chat, good, lively chat, as usual. Uh, Don't forget, if you're watching or listening to us for the first time, you can get on our Discord channel. Just go to our YouTube channel, and you'll find a Discord video there telling you how to go about it. Uh, if you do want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast. We have, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Maker, we've had a couple of new supporters. Love uh, their support and love any, everyone who's given us support over Patreon um, over the time. So much appreciated. Um, Nikki should be back on board with us next week, Mac. Um, Peter and I will be back on Tuesday night. I uh, forget. Uh, no, nah, can't think of who Peter's talking about, but he'll be talking about someone. About somebody. Talking about one of the young lads. There's lots of good salaries in this year's draft pool, so uh, we will be talking. And yes, 1990, uh, along with Nicky's return, we will be coming back with the cock-wombling num nut of the week. I'm going to go and watch Daniel Ricciardo carve through the pack for a podium. Uh, at the Austrian Grand Prix. In the meantime, everyone, take care. It's been good. And we'll yep, see you later. And good night all. See you guys. Good night.
1: See you.